Marlin knew all about Paco. It had been Paco who had changed Captain Lars Marlin into Convict 3827645. Paco had done that out of vengeance, and now, thought Lars, the tables were turned. One bullet. Lars looked again at the law under the awning. His gaze went back to Paco, and then beyond him, down the cool avenue to tall green and tan palms, red roofs and white walls, rugged, pleasant hillsides rising. Once more, his hand clenched on the thirty-eight. This revenge was sweet enough to repay any consequences. Too long he had dreamed of this moment. He pulled the thirty-eight clear of his shirt, pressing back against the cold, harsh wall. Carefully, he leveled the gun. He had no compunctions about the sportsmanship of this. Paco knew that someday Lars Marlin would find him. The finger began to squeeze down on the trigger. <laughs> laughter nearby jarred Lars Marlin's nerves. The world was ugly to him, and this laughter was too gay. Two American girls and a youth had come into the range, approaching the shadowy place where Lars stood. As the group passed Paco, the blithe Spaniard saluted the man and swept off his cap in a low bow to the ladies. Good afternoon, all. Good afternoon, Miss Norton, said the smiling Paco. Lars looked at Miss Norton. He did not take his eyes away. He could not. It had been long since this homeless American had seen a woman of his own race. And this woman was no usual girl. Her hair was as yellow as the sun. Her graceful body was enough to make DeMilo weep from sheer inability to hold those unhampered, lovely curves in marble. Straight and clean and beautiful, she gave the spellbound and unseen Marlin something back, something he had lost in the swelter of heat and the ungodly cruelty of an alien prison camp. Almost ashamed, he slid the thirty-eight back into his shirt. Her voice was low and clear. We sail at midnight, Paco. Make certain you're with us. Yes, Miss Norton. The group passed on. They were almost abreast of Lars now. In a moment, they would pass within two feet of him. He sensed the presence of her companions, but he had eyes only for Miss Norton. He had not heard laughter for years, unless it was the wild laughter of madness. Involuntarily, he took off his cap as she passed. A supercilious, patronizing voice brought him back. Here, my man. Silver clinked in Lars Marlin's cap. Blankly, he glanced up at the donor. The youth was back between the girls, walking away. Lars looked at the fellow, wonderingly. The man had been drinking, as his walk was exaggeratedly straight. Neat and flabby, he had no more character than a dummy outside a clothing store. Lars Marlin took the Milresh out of his cap and looked at it. His big, hard mouth curled with contempt. He threw the coin across the walk, where an ancient, scabby beggar scooped it up avidly. <laughs> Lars looked back at Paco. Not here. There were other ways. But meanwhile, he must not lose the man whom fortune had placed so kindly in his way. Hesitantly, Lars stepped forward. The hot sun struck his half-bare back and showed the play of muscles through the shredded rag he wore. Beyond him, Paco stood looking across the street, jingling coins in his pocket. In profile, his face was hawk-like, and his ivory-white teeth flashed like fangs. But even so, he was pleasant to look upon. He had been raised on the wharves of world ports without number, 
foraging with the rats, keeping the society of the drifting flotsam, appearing and disappearing, untraceable. He had developed his smile as armor, and it was no deeper than the metal of a salad. And though he did not know his real name, he had carefully developed the manners of an aristocrat. It was like Paco to stand in plain sight of the law, smiling, secure, and confident. Lars came to a heavy stop on Paco's right. They were the same height, but there the similarity ended. Lars was built strongly, hewed massively from granite. Paco looked down at his feet and saw a blue shadow lying there. He saw the breadth of that shadow, how motionless it was, how broad the shoulders were. He saw the outlined tip of an officer's cap. Paco knew without turning that Lars Marlin, whom he thought to be 2,000 miles away in safe confinement, stood with him.